Hey guys, welcome to our next season of our podcast and we're going to kick this season off we're going to be talking to Paula Sullivan of Bespoke Nutrition. Paul is a, an online coach and we're in here today, we're going to discuss all things health, fitness and weight loss and we're going to uh, put in a few questions to Paul that you send in to us. Uh, we really hope you take a laugh from the podcast and make sure you follow Paul uh, on Instagram. So I'm just going to introduce Paul and he's going to speak a little bit about himself, what he does and a little bit of background to Paul. So if you want to let people know who might not know who you are and what you do, Paul. So my name, hi guys, um, my name is Paul and I'm an online coach. So I'm in the industry over eight years. Uh, I basically got into the industry when I was always into kind of the gym and training wise, but what happened was I went traveling to Australia and health and fitness is massive in Australia. And came back from Australia after living there for a year and then done my kind of industry, normal kind of PT sorts, etc. So I um, was looking for a job con- consistently, but this is going back over eight years and it was very hard to get a job back then. So what I did is I approached um, then he's Health and Fitness and in fairness, what they did is that I worked as, um, just did work experience for free. Then naturally got, I actually was given a class to teach, then naturally worked with it, they employed me then built up to literally being a full-time PT there and worked up over literally for f- over five years then. Then naturally I moved on to, because nutrition and kind of one-to-one coaching was always my love, I moved on to basically being um, an online coach then for myself. Initially what I started at was literally just doing face-to-face consultations inside NHEs, but then for the, since the last year it's all online now, so it's transitioned to all online coaching. How do you find? Uh, how did you find that transition? I think people, a lot of people, might not understand that. I personally feel you have to be on the ground as a coach initially yeah. first to get the experience to be able to deal with uh, client situations online. But how did you find, say, going from when you were online or on the floor coaching yeah. people to know you're fully online? Like, what was that transition? Like for anyone starting the industry, I would recommend them to start in the gym. Like, literally, you're dealing with people's personalities starting off with. So like it's very, it's very easy to kind of literally like talk behind the computer and that, but you're not dealing with people's emotions. You're not dealing with people's like individual circumstances. Wise, that's where like I can pretty much just say I learned most of my trade was on the gym floor, learning with diff- different people's um, scenarios, different people's personalities, and knowing how to literally push their buttons because you could get someone literally thirty years of age has a highly stressed job and literally it wants to go hell for leather you guys another person 30 years of age minimal activity for self it's all different circumstances you just literally need to work off the basis that and that's i try i found that's probably the best grounding to move to an online coach like at the moment everyone wants to be an online coach mm. and i can honestly say like being an online coach is 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 pretty is more tough is is tougher than being a face-to-face PT. How would you, could you describe a day of an online coach to people who just think like, you know, they see these especially I suppose, outside of Ireland. Walking in the coffee yeah, shop, yeah, no, yeah. it's not. Today's view. Well, there's loads of coffee, like that's yeah, what I would say. Like, now, to be honest, like my day, well, like I, 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 I'm very structured as a person. So my day would start at literally, I would, I would get up around 5 a.m., train at 6 a.m., then from 7, 7 a.m., to literally could be I was chatting to you there before we started recording seven or eight p.m. computer wise, doing check-ins, programming, replying to clients' emails, clients' WhatsApps, uh, inquiries, 
then I would always literally give myself an hour a day or an hour or two a day to reading to research that. So like literally it could be a topic that I want to know about, it could be a client's individual circumstances. So that's literally like it's twelve hours full time. That's seven days a week. Yeah. People don't, people don't see that, I don't think. They don't know. see that to be honest. Yeah. And no, it's like it I wouldn't do it in another job. I only do it because I love it. Yeah. And one thing I would say is that literally you need very supportive family around you as well. Like, so like I have a wife and literally I'm very lucky she's, she's very supportive. But if you're getting 20 messages a day and you're, you're going, you're going for me loose and you reply to that message, not every woman's yeah, yeah, yeah. literally, well. not every woman's literally, but like it, you, it, it's, it's, it is a, t- it's a very tough industry. That's what I would say there in that situation. Like, yeah. And like, since you've been online, like, you know, uh, how do you feel? you said like working with clients and seeing their kind of emotions and stuff have you learned tactics in how to ask the right questions and kind of that emotional interviewing skill have you learned that through just trial and error now to kind of get some answers from people through a computer ask i do a lot like i do i always kind of start off with a kind of consultation call so it's getting more faced it's getting more personal that way through skype calls as well once again like email is only it's 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 just it's just text really for yourself but one of the biggest things I find is like asking someone how they are, mm-hmm. and it's it it it's 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 not many people people think when they're working with a coach wise is thinking you're either keeping to a plan or you're not keeping to a plan. They're not dealing with the sides of literally how's that has that person's other stuff other stuff going on in their life. Yeah. So like that's going to impact their training. That's going to impact their energy. That's going to impact their stress. That's going to impact their food choices. I think that's what makes a coach versus a PT. Yeah. Like, you know, I think the anything that any PTs listen the way we starting off. I think you have to be a PT first. Like, yeah, I I'd be hundred percent agree with that. Course. That there's nobody can literally like you can't go from literally an image fitness course where you you're, you learn the basics of basics mm. to being an online coach. Yeah, there has to be a transition. Period. Yeah, and, and and for me, I've always said it before in, in previous interviews as well, is that you have to build up like when you finish your course that's the beginning yeah yeah like you have to be non-stop learning. and you're and when you're working in gyms like then he's in that like you're learning off other trainers as well like, yeah and that needs like, to be okay too that, that that competition thing needs to needs to go away yeah yeah needs to be gone from the, the industry completely like, I think like i'm lucky that i would be friends with other coaches wise and there is like zero bitchiness right in us and we'd all like kind of bounce ideas off each other bounce questions off each other like yeah and that's that's where the industry should be rather than literally it's a competition because like literally the population of Ireland is just, 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 just a couple of million there so it's enough to go around like yeah I think that and it is that's why you know, getting yourself in for interviews I think like rather than thinking you are a competition yeah, yeah. let's not get you in you know, that, yeah. that, that, that kind of strategy needs to leave like you know so a couple of questions there is like where do you feel right just the current state of health is right now when I say health I kind of mean obviously you know weight loss and fat loss but yeah. just general health overall what do you see as the overview right now we are moving less, we are sleeping less, we are more stressed, and our food choice are represented there. That would be, that would be my view at the moment. Like, like 80% of my clients of mine would be like general population. And I would say like literally, probably 90% of them would have an issue with, with stress levels, would have stress issues with sleep issues. And that's influencing food choices wise, that's influencing then energy levels, that's influ- influencing activity. Do you feel people uh, enough people are associating not sleeping with their with with failing to achieve weight loss and, not, and being stressed with 
it, you know, their weight loss. Like, do you feel there's enough of a correlation that people are, are getting it, or do you just see I'm stressed or I can't sleep, but there's nothing to do with my weight? Yeah, that's the, that's the way it kind of would be. Like, so I'm naturally a stressed person. I'm naturally an anxious person. I sure I don't sleep. So, like, and they were kind of literally brushing under the carpet at wise for myself. Like, when a client starts with me, wise, I, I would have a questionnaire. It's over, it's over 55 questions long, and there are sections, and they're breaking it down. There's sections on sleep, there's sec- sec- uh, sections on, on uh, stress, there's sections on digestion, sections on food choices, sections on activity. The, the first two sections I would go to would be sleep and stress. Mm. And because I'm not really worried about if a person trains six days a week or literally one day a week if their sleep and stress is all over the place. Yeah. Because if, if someone yeah, has poor sleep quality, highly stressed, and you're trying to get them to train five, six days a week, you're literally like, it's going against the wind. It's, yeah. it, it's another stress in the body that they can't tolerate. Yeah. It's, you've another issue then for if, if, if a person is highly stressed and you're trying to put them on a literally a calorie deficit straight away and leasing low calories, low carbohydrates wise, foods that they probably possibly don't really like mm. that's another stress in the body yeah. and I've, I've often said to literally a, a consultation call with someone and I would say to them you're not in a position to diet at the moment but you're, you're in a position to be coached to literally improve sleep improve nutrition quality mm-hmm. improving literally and then you can go into a, a diet phase yeah. but often not what you find is that you find when you start addressing sleep you start to um, um, addressing stress they start losing weight and, and they start feeling better about themselves yeah. and not even touching the calorie deficit yeah. that's a massive thing I think you touched on something there which I think again going back to being an experienced coach to, uh, is a big one of you being able to say to somebody look you're not in the position yeah. to, to diet right now whereas an inexperienced coach would just give the meal plan and say off oh, you go yeah. like, you know, and that just comes from experience again like my coaching with the manager, like with experience wise my coaching has changed massively over the year like when I first started like it was literally probably like the, the Excel templates, like you set foods for yourself. Now I'm looking at more diversity. Now the calories and macros are still controlled, wise myself, we're still controlled, but it's more diversity. Mm. I was explaining to a client the other day for herself. She was just saying, like, oh, like literally, is this constantly going to be beef? Is it constantly going to be thing? And I was like, no. You might get a 20 calorie difference or 30 calorie difference between 100 grams of 5% fat beef and a turkey steak. Mm-hmm. Now, I know turkey would be literally quite a leaner protein source, but you're talking about literally fractions here, and for general population, that's not going to make much of a difference. Yeah, and I think like what people underestimate is this this word adherence, like you know, it's creating yeah. something that somebody can adhere to. Yeah. Whereas people are so used to, and I see with clients all the time, they're so used to just getting a plan that they, they couldn't really know what they're going yeah. to do for six weeks and, and fall off, yeah. you know, and it's trying to get people to buy into this, like as in, what are your strategies when you mention stress and you mention sleep and you're like, I want to go there first? Do you, do you get kind of a resistance initially when you kind of start rather than just like, give me the food and let So me what go. happens is like, for everyone, like, oh, they all get an introduction, an individual introduction, and the introduction would highlight areas that needs to be addressed. So like the areas like, like such as literally stress, such as literally um, sleep, such as food choices, what they're making, and it gives them rationale behind everything. So the rationale then gives them to, if we have a wake up call here. Yeah. So like literally, they know the why you know we're doing this so like when a person knows the why they're more inclined to literally work on it then I completely agree no then what happens then is that we're doing checking every week then for self uh, it's monitoring daily stuff now the reason why you get people doing daily like they're, they have a checking checking sheet they're monitoring stuff daily is that it allows them to see patterns so a person could be on a tuesday very highly stressed had poor sleep and they see the next day then rising my scales where it's up my food choices are off 
it's not a case of their, the, the problems they're hearing. The, the problem there was that they were highly stressed and, and, and sleep was poor the night before. Mm-hmm. So rather than us addressing why, why didn't you keep this, we looked at literally what can we put in practice there for sleep and stress. Right. And you're looking at things if the whole week then, like the whole as a ball, like as, as patterns develop then. And that's where I think people fall down is that a lot of people don't have enough measures yeah, yeah. You know, of, of am I doing well yeah. it, it, does, it does become I call them wins I call them wins to be honest with people that's constantly people like we are a very pessimistic country and I would say that literally there's constantly negative lights in something I, I've lost five pounds this week or whatever for myself why didn't I do more it's constantly yeah. more rather than saying to their voice like a person like you have to remember like that a person coming to, come to us could be very over like, that's very overweight for himself could have very would more than likely have very confidence issues with yourself so if we can say to them right they've lost nothing this week but you actually increased your water that's a positive that's yeah. a better than what you were doing last week yeah. and then you're building them uh, you're building a momentum you're it's, building it's a very big, hard for people to give themselves yeah. a win uh, i definitely see that a lot of clients as well as and it, 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 they, it, the big issue is that they don't give them they're constantly thinking and this is something regards any kind of new trainer starting off with like is thinking of the block and i always say to people like that industry when you're signing up for a coach or something like that you're signing up for literally you're just signing up like if i could say to someone look you're going to work with me for, for for x number of things and not charge i cut it up but i have to i have to put bread on the table as well like but a lot of people think right i've only literally x number of weeks i have to make a most of this now and then they don't think of what happens afterwards mm. there has to be like literally a long-term picture what can you get most of coaching wise for yourself? And the, the idea behind coaching as well should be that the client becomes self-sufficient and they are able to do things themselves. Yeah, I completely agree. I think it's it's about educating them that they don't need you but hanging around because they want to. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing to try and try and achieve. Whereas as I said, people we, we still live in a diet mentality, uh, where like people are just it's it's actually been really used to just losing a stone, putting yeah. a stone back on, losing a stone, putting a stone back on. So it's yeah. almost alien for them to think they could actually achieve long-term sustainable weight loss and that'd be like one of the the next questions i'd have is like what do you think are the biggest obstacles people are facing with successful weight loss and the big one would be sustaining that weight loss it's thinking that block thinking the short-term block the x number of weeks like that you see like you see certain weight loss shows and all that right it's x number of weeks no literally you have to ask yourself there like where's the education there in that himself if a client's signing up for this 12 week transformation thing like for stuff, ideally they should be able to have a learning process along the way there for stuff. But it's it's down to kind of literally the client mentality starting off with and it's the coach's responsibility starting off with it as well. It's saying to yourself, it's not what we're gonna do in the twelve weeks, it's what we're gonna achieve gradually. And it's keep reiterating something I have to do for all clients that keep reiterating long term picture for themselves. It's not even literally like working with me, it's them it's themselves. It's something that I do with all clients is that when they finish up, I'd mark in my diary um, a couple of weeks later, just to give them a message. Literally just give them a message because what happens is... So, yeah, yeah. But all, all is that I'm in the background yeah. and I keep communication open with all clients that they're afraid. Like, p- people think that's literally, if they finish the coach, that's communication over them. Yeah. But that's literally, it's it, it's having someone in your corner. That's a big, big thing. You're there. building relationships. Yeah. You know, that can be, so some, some relationships you have with clients could be the job fucking lasting way longer. Yeah, than, yeah. Than, than past your coach. So Jesus, like, that's what I met my wife. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There you go, exactly. So, basically, good to coaching, and you'll be happy days. Like. <laughs> oh, lads. So, I suppose the next thing we're going to touch on is 
Just that I'm not going to actually go to marry anyone else. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know, like. Uh, so, like, massive confusion in the fitness industry. I think from your post, from our post, from the, everyone we see, we're trying to give valuable and safe information that people can yeah. rely on, okay? Recently, there's there was this movie that came out, and I think it was, like, we all spoke about it yeah. over and over and over. But personally, I said, and I mentioned you in the podcast the other day before in the last season, you said something that just nailed it on the head for me. And you said, be a vegan, just eat meat and dairy if you like. All right. Yeah. And the movie Game Changers, if, if someone hasn't seen it, look, don't go watch it. But it caused them a lot of confusion. We, we had a lot of clients come in and like, yeah. I'm going vegan, I'm going vegan, yeah, I'm going yeah. vegan. And look, I, I want to your opinion on it, on the movie itself, but also watching veganism and awareness has done for both a positive and a negative the first thing I, I, I work with a lot of vegans and the first thing would I always like if a client comes to me and, and they would say look I'm actually a vegan I would say like what are your reasons for being vegan and the mo- most of them would say ethical reasons no uh, if it's ethical reasons there's zero literally issues and that's very like that's literally like we just need to literally address certain gaps that could be possibly in their nutrition that way then but if someone's coming to us and saying look I, I, I was going to be healthier I just want to be healthier it's up to us isn't it, to educate them then. Not demonise it, because there's actually nothing wrong with being a vegan. Like, I always say there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with being vegan. It's just mis- misinformation, as you said. I think it was like, because they've said you have to be yeah. this way to be healthy, was where the issue came about. Yeah, you know? and literally the, the, the conception then of literally cancer, etc. Et it just literally, you could, you could do, you could pick anything and exaggerated any issue with us and it's the same with stuff like energy drinks and that for stuff like we can make literally come come to the cows come home there for to cause problems to say that they come with cause problems etc etc yeah. but once again it's like it's 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 conception of like media that way like and like what do you feel uh, from a positive side that like veganism has taken off and you know like how do you feel? Do you feel it has a, has had positive effect on people? A couple of things I would say that they, uh, people I would say to me that have come to me and they went vegan is wise is and they're just fitting their body uh, fitting their their nutrition then with stuff like it's like literally kind of manufactured kind of protein substitutes that way for themselves. Yeah. A lot of it does cause digestive issues then and because it, they're just not used to it. Yeah. And now you've other people then like you'll find that long term vegans that I've drawn from ethical reasons that. They're they're doing it the right way. Like plenty of veggies, plenty of fruits. They're getting a diverse range of protein sources, so they're getting a diverse range of amino acids. Mm. It's like it's 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 like they're well clued in for stuff. Yeah. But it's you find this is where it comes down to coaching again. As people just literally jump on a bandwagon, it's like literally next thing because it has it's it has thing. even died down a small yeah. bit. You kind of see it again because that that brought it up here and it's all over the media. But it's brought it down a small bit. I do just think people need to be very well educated yeah. in the area like the, the, if someone if someone wants to go full-blown vegan what you need to look out for is that gaps in the diet so it's like b12 zinc possibly iron um people think oh you can get enough iron from literally um from veggie sources but, but the issue with a lot of kind of the iron sources is that they're non-hem iron for themselves so they're not the most bioavailable sources stuff then like spinach where a lot of literally people would use they contain things called oxalates oxalates then literally inhibit iron absorption so literally like you're getting that literally right it has iron but has a thing called oxalate so it's, it's inhibiting iron yeah. absorption now the easiest way to think of people was do is that it's supplementation in that situation and with supplementation what's your 
not even in veganism, let's just away from veganism for yeah, a second, yeah. it just in general, what are your go-tos when it comes to supplementation? And if someone asks you what are the best supplements to take, what kind of answers would you give there? So, like, supplement, first of all, would be just like a gap in the diet. And in general, for yourself, across the board, would be literally a, um, a highly dosage of omega-3s, which I'm starting to use with a lot of clients, would be krill oil, which is basically, it's, 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 it's a different form of omega-3s, but more highly bioavailable. Then possibly, especially if someone's struggling to meet protein needs, it'd be whey protein. That's only if someone's possibly literally struggling to bring up their protein um, protein requirements that way. And that would be kind of basics, wise. How would you... Like you could go down the route then of stuff like literally, like, fair enough, magnesium, because a lot of people would be kind of deficient in magnesium, boys. But once again, we're looking to bring it up through diet-wise that way then as well. If someone is resistant to supplements, yeah. like, you know, people would be like, oh, how would you explain what a protein shake is for people listening or would be kind of like so this oh, is no. something if I am giving it goes back to listening my own coaching is that if I am giving them a supplementation wise I give them I give them the background of the supplementation I give them the rationale behind the supplementation once again education here and obviously of giving the why so basically like so, someone often might think that protein powder is literally like it's going to make them massive yeah. it's found in baby formula and if you look at the back of baby formula whey proteins in the back of baby yeah. formula it's basically when they're making cheese to separate the curds, the curds go to making cheese, the way is a byproduct and there's a bit of flavour into it. Yeah, I think that's a, a great way to explain to people listening here. Just like, again, if you can get it through your food. But I think, like, we always say this and I say it about, you know, multivitamins and stuff as well. Like, you know, uh, yes, you want to get everything from your food. Yeah. It's the best, best way. But if you simply do not eat vegetables, yeah. if you simply do not eat any fruit or vegetables, you probably should be taking a multivitamin. Yeah. yeah. But try and get it through. And it's the same. If you're not hitting your protein intake, it's like it's like this. It's like this. If if like if something came up in your bloods, someone is anemic and all that, you the doctor is going to tell you you need to like take a supplement. Yeah. How do you feel about like? No, uh, the, the issue where I would just touch on certain supplements there is that like people might think I don't eat red meat. I'm going to take an iron supplement there for myself. People don't understand like that. Doing that without getting bloods done can be quite dangerous to your body, especially certain supplements wise. No water soluble vitamins like vitamin C vitamin that you 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 ex I excess that you urinate out but stuff like iron ways if you if your if iron levels are adequate and you just say oh, I don't really eat that much of my red meat your ad, your iron levels still could be adequate ways and you if you're supplementing with um, with iron it could be toxic to your body so it's always going to be a case of literally not self diagnosing in that yeah. situation like. I think bloods are unreal thing to yeah. be done uh, and it's, it's not for, it's for everything but just like every six months once a yeah, year yeah. just get them done get a full check done yeah. just to see how you're getting blood on, pressure etc like, et like. because yeah. even there going back to the markers of health yeah do you know if your blood pressure is, is high by your doctor you start exercising you yeah. start looking at your nutrition you start moving more and you, in six months time your blood pressure has dropped or even like you're going that's a win again yeah yeah you know that's what people need to start looking yeah. and like do you know what are your current strategies and advice you'd give to people who are struggling with their with their health so what i'd like to ask here is when someone's overweight and obese yeah. okay uh i was at a doctor's recently only last week and i had a really good conversation with them and i was asking them we discussed bmi and i have a blog this weekend about bmi yeah. coming out okay so a lot of people say bmi is oh no yeah enough. look for me personally i've learned a lot about bmi is a good marker for a very for, obese person yes. like if your bmi is in obese and morbidly obese then you are at a higher risk of yeah. a lot of disease and you, and you getting a caliper to someone or the tape measure might go even around them yeah it's not and like that that's that's something there like that literally like you just can't use those markers ways. that's what you use BMI in that situation yeah. and what what would you say to somebody who's in this position who's like say 
morbidly obese or obese uh, and they, they're like they can't see how it's going to benefit their health what, what how would you get across to them look if you lose a stone yeah that will do massive things for your bloods for for everything else yeah. for your own i wouldn't even go like in, in someone's situation like that i wouldn't even go down to the, the route what i'm saying oh your blood's going to improve yourself you're literally your blood pressure going to improve because they're an issue already at the moment and they've probably been told this hundreds of times by the doctor mm. it's something finding or something like, like, an emotional attachment wise so like it might be something like that how are you feeling with play playing with your kids yeah I, can you actually play with your kids the moment i go abroad um like i know my son stone cold stone cold heart and person but i've often had the same people like say to people the, the way you're going at the moment first you won't see your kids literally go up and literally it might sound very good but some people once again it goes back to experience being a pt on the floor knowing some how something's tick but sometimes you need to literally give people the, the basic facts like where where do you feel if someone came to you who has like zero clue no, yeah. has not trained before like never really looked at their nutrition or anything and they're like paul and they're, they're like morbidly obese or obese and they come paul oh, i want help i want to lose weight yeah. where would you start so i would start with like a form of activity always for yourself and it depends on the level if that person's walking every night i'd like i would get them literally using i'd always kind of advise if someone's not used to kind of a gym wise for stuff is invest in the pt and that's literally it's a case of literally they're comfortable they're going around the gym whereas they're not being thrown in the deep end if someone's starting off and they have zero activity or so starting just walking just moving just moving a small bit more it depends on where their starting point is now yeah. like but like it's the first one is if someone's not moving why is he starting walking it's and just getting fresh from, air from a nutrition point of if someone came to you and yeah. they never looked at a meal plan or just yeah. never looked at their food before like what would you i would look at their diet i would look where they're at the moment so if that person's having literally let's say they're having a takeaway every night I'll cut that down takeaway to possibly two nights a week yeah. and looking for them to get three protein based meals across the day just complete basic no a person then might be a case of literally alcohol that might be the issue and they could be having to like literally 10 cans of nice mm. you telling that person you're going to cut that 10 cans every night it's not going to happen yeah. so you can say to a person nice i'm going to cut down six cans of nice yeah and i think people and like it's a case of literally it's shaping it taking a step by step that's and where I think a lot of coaches uh, again will fall down and it's actually funny because I'm, I'm reading listening to a book at the moment and the book is very helpful yeah till I got to the last couple of chapters and I was like oh it's gone very zealot like no yeah. it was just like cut out all the sugar yeah. and I was like that's not a solution yeah. telling somebody to cut everything out is not a sustainable yeah. solution an example would be like a client wise now and I've worked with him for the last literally over a year I think for myself when he first started out he it was like a habit wise for himself he used to have four twirls a night and it was a case of literally like i was like if i went in straight away it was just a habit of him for and i was obviously saying, what's the deal with the twirl? And he was like oh i like him and he was just like i work night shifts i find myself eating twirls towards the night so what we do we're going to come down to literally um two twirls a night then we moved it on to a curly whirly which is basically less calories wise yeah. And we just kept it like we just kept it there like and it's saving him and he's still it, it's not restriction wise now he's moved on to self-tracking wise right. so i what i do is at least i look at his food areas i look at his like adjust his macros etc so but this is coming from a person at zero background with nutrition wise diet was appalling moving from four twirls to quarterly 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 it's now self-tracking himself it's, ba- it's building that foundation it's building that foundation and, and that's where something should happen the whole time I was just having a conversation there earlier with someone on Instagram and they were like, I was go- I'm going back to an old plan I was on. I was just like, jumping and jumping on off a plan is not the answer for long-term solution-wise. 
yeah, the, the way I kind of lived the natural progression would be something from literally growing up would be like, fair enough, following a nutrition plan, then self-tracking-wise, then intuitive eating. You're building up that kind of step-wise for yourself. How would you briefly describe intuitive eating to people who might not know or her? No, intuitive eating is literally like eating your requirements, right, but, no, but not worrying about tracking. So like, let's say I'm hungry, mm. right? I, it's, I'm, I've hit two meals with protein source this day, I need another meal of protein source here. That's kind of literally the proper way of intuitive eating. Yeah. And it's knowing when you're full. Exactly, kind of exactly. Too, like, yeah. you know, I think a lot of people were very And, and, and knowing their like, hunger levels as well, like knowing that literally, like, I mean, is this hunger actually because I haven't had enough water? Or is it because I've been literally highly stressed at the moment? Or is it actually that I'm actually generally hungry? Yeah, and I think it's taking that, that second to stop and kind yeah. of ask yourself, which it's very hard to do. But I also think because we're so mindless on our phones and everything like this, like if you're sitting down with a meal and scrolling, everything, yeah, everything's on the phone is food. Everything yeah. is on the phone, really phone is. food, food. Like, like an opposite, like end of the spectrum was that if 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 I'm working with a client with a photo shoot and they're very food focused, like I would say to them, like luckily, look, pull off social media for a bit because there's food everywhere. Yeah, you're going to be hungry. Yeah, but like that's only literally like for obviously like minor population of yeah. clients wise in that situation. Cool. So, so. <coughs> if you would uh, like have a chat with somebody today, I know who came in and they just wanted to lose weight and tone up, right? Yeah. What's your uh, answer to that question? Because that's one that all trainers I know for a fact have heard yeah. 100%, and it's it drives me insane to be honest. Uh, lose weight and tone up because I think it's something when it comes towards goals and goal setting. Yeah. It's very broad. It's not specific. It's, it's how do you direct them from that to getting them to actually like pick a goal or yeah I, it's it's once again it's getting to know the person so like it's it's a tip as you said like it's a typical request from a, a client like tone up and get in shape yourself but there's a deeper issue there there's a deeper why there like that it might be a case of literally the person is the most uncomfortable unco- uh, un- uh, unconfident person on a nice house person might literally be um something simple as this like literally they don't have to confidently talk to the opposite sex or like the same sex or yeah. something they fancy like yeah. and them getting in shape can help that so like it's it's a case of us finding that why and literally going back to it when we need to like it'd be like there was um a man i'm working with at the moment twice and stuff same thing he inquired i want to get in shape had a phone call and straight away had a phone call had a chat with him straight away it was a case of literally very very kind of resentful that he can't catch up with his kids so literally that he can't like literally like i can't keep up keep up on top of them for myself i'm very too my I'm, my mood don't keep snapping with them and all that etc so we're looking at his like right we're going to start improving your nutrition improving your activity levels so you're not snappy with your kids so you're not literally you're able to keep up with them and, and play around with them because at the moment He's very resentful at the mm. moment over this and it's taking a lot on his kids in general but yeah. which he doesn't want in the end yeah. day, like so so once again like it's finding a, a, a deeper meaning like and i think once they find that then that gives motivation yeah think, like you know like a, a big one there I didn't, I didn't put it in here but i'm gonna ask you is just calories energy balance yeah. like, we know we're on the same yeah. page we agree with it and we're not idiots uh but like you know people nearly are sick of hearing it to a certain yeah. extent like you know like every post we put up explains what it is yeah. have we oversimplified something that still is actually quite complex if you yeah. get into the dips of it like would you feel we've oversimplified that it's just energy in energy out calorie deficit off you go and that's making people 
like when when they can't do it feel like yeah. they're failures or would you that can be yes as well that can be a, 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 yes as well that we're literally over kind of literally simplifying as you say but once again like that's not everyone needs like uh, not never everyone needs an over calories imagine in my opinion like literally if you're working with a 60 year old woman and she just wants to get in shape boys was uh you don't need to say you need 1000 x x number of calories boys for we can just look at a controlling portion size and there's this there's one client of mine like she she is a pt at the moment for herself and she done bodybuilding shows and all this and she just said to me she goes to be honest she's like i really don't want to go and lose the calories and so what we're doing is this we're just doing full portions with hands yeah it's it's literally something no it, it there is scope for literally error and all that like but it's something that's literally it's going to help her overall adherence because she's not worrying about calories yeah like being, and, being, and it is that adherence like you know yeah. if she goes pumping calories again and falls off it's not going to be yeah and it, once again it's another stress that she doesn't need yeah and like but for once again it's a process depends on where the person is at the, when, they're, when they're coming to you like that yeah. literally a person might be say or might be literally so efficient at tracking wise and so right I'm ready to go I can literally manipulate calories and etc etc wise we can go straight into it straight into the deep end there with them person might not have a clue about calories wise for yourself you've got to educate them through a plan through a variety of options etc just educating from like look carbohydrates actually aren't that bad dietary fats aren't that bad for myself if you want to go down literally a route like an example would be like a ketogenic route people think that might be a, a better to, a better diet to lose weight but people don't realize like that per gram of of, of dietary fats is nine calories per gram of dietary carbohydrates is four calories like the maths there like is that literally you're going to over consume exactly like yeah so once again so it's, it's, it's an education process as you go along like and i suppose where people the, the challenge for us is that it actually really is a very individual approach yeah and it's like how the hell do you scale it to give solutions and answers because I've, I've done i read the research on the last four surveys for healthy Ireland. yeah and there has been improvements in some areas yeah. and, and, and not, not in others, especially, you know, obesity and overweight, kind of numbers are still the same. But some of the guidelines they're giving, without, I'm not trying to be critical, but it's so general because yeah. it can only be general, like, you yeah, know, yeah. and it's like, it, I think for us and part of this, for me anyway, is trying to find a way to give better solutions to other people, yeah. but uh, that's something we'll keep continuing to work on. Yeah. I'm going to ask you a few questions that were sent in to us. Yeah. Uh, so the first one was just on the calories was like do you have to count calories to lose weight i think no i don't think so no like it, would you it, would it is it is probably literally like as they say like calories are king like so like literally the more you could you the more understanding of them the better it is like that as boss once again like that's there is ways and means around it so i'm yeah. saying like we preach calorie awareness which yeah. is kind of know how many calories are in something yeah. if you can yeah like if you know there's 240 calories in the twirl then it's like yeah. right i've had 240 calories i'll just have a look at the rest of my day see where that yeah, kind of fits yeah. in and stuff like you know i think that's an area but like i'd agree with you i don't you don't have to and it definitely is client dependent yeah it's it, it and, and it's once again it's looking that they're weak as a whole then as well like that their patterns again like yeah. so like a person might be eating kind of the like same routine breakfast same routine lunch same kind of literally routine with dinner and then come the weekend they're literally getting to take away the bottle of wine for themselves mm. like straight away we don't need to cut like we don't need to really kind of literally look at calories initially wise for that we can just say to them right can we improve in the weekends 
can we cut down the wine? Can we cut down the takeaways? Yeah. And I love that you're saying cut down and not yeah. cut out. Yeah. Because there's a difference between the two. Like, yeah, yeah. Cut out, a lot of people feel they have to, and that stops them from even starting any sort of yeah. day or whatever. They're like, I can't give up that, but you yeah. don't have to give up anything. You yeah. just need to learn to manage it. Like, Why is losing weight and keeping it off so hard? Is a question I was asked. So, like, from. From a physiological point of view, is that when someone gains weight, wise for fat, uh, the number of fat cells in the body increase. Now, when we lose weight, those fat cells don't go; they just shrink. So, like, the, it, it can be quite easy then just to fill them fat cells back up and stuff. Now, once again, it goes back to literally habit changes, habit learning habits. You could anyone can lose weight in six weeks. Anyone can literally put the head down and go on holidays, going to lose weight. But what habits have been learned during then? Mm. Have they learned literally, can literally food, uh, portion control, appetite control? Have they learned literally proper sleep patterns, which will influence food choices? Mm. And that's why literally people are up and down constantly with themselves. They're changing probably every habit, but because they change so much, they're not able to sustain yeah. those habits, and that's where... It's not, it's not even about changing everything all at once for themselves. It's a case of literally just thinking of calorie deficit eliminating food for that X number of periods of time yeah. and then wherever they go they, they achieve that goal for themselves and I call it another thing is that it's, it's a ghetto it's a ghetto plan of dieting to themselves because someone which would, would let, let's say they're dieting wise and they get to a, a weight and a, and a shape or a compromise so they, they, from a coaching perspective the next period should be literally increasing calories and changing goals and this is something I find a very, literally, it's a big thing to get across, especially with females wise, is increasing calories wise and changing the focus off the scales. Yeah, bringing so bringing strength. Bring it, it goes down to literally change, it could be the training performance. Yeah. Wise, and if you need to literally, if you want to improve your training performance wise, you're going to need to eat more. Yeah. And it's changing the focus then off the scales. Because if it's constantly if you're constantly tied to the scales for yourself you're going to keep trying to lose trying to literally what happens then is that they're trying to literally keep it to a number on the scales keep low food they're not happy they end up overeating and what they do is stop weighing themselves and they, they literally it's back to square one yeah that euro cycle yeah, exactly yeah, 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 i think so definitely i think it is just the approach you're taking if you've been continuously losing weight and putting it back on it's time to stop and take a look at your approach yeah. and not a lot of people will jump back on what they say the diet works for me before yeah. But if your weight's gone up, man, it's not what it's not what for. It's not what for. And this is stuff like literally like doing certain kind of weight weight watching clubs and all that from stuff. That's like literally if if it's back and forth, it's not working. It literally isn't working. Like yeah, and it's it it takes us to say that, but you know people need to kind of wake up and realize that's that's the case and take a different approach. If for instance, if if a client said to me and they came back to me years later and they said I put all back to weight, that's my job failed, and that's literally my job. Is, is literally I, f- I failed that job there so, yeah, so like that's yeah. something that I would be very passionate about that literally that's something if if a client came back why did they, they gain back the waist yeah no, exactly there, there can be other factors obviously, yeah, obviously you know, touch if it's a case they didn't know what to do then that's where you look yeah. at yourself and go like kind of whatever yeah so like in, in, it's a case within like that's where we are addressing we're once again addressing where we where things went wrong yeah. but thankfully that doesn't happen that yeah. much yeah very good good stuff so our cheat meal's okay when I'm planning 90% of the we'll Never call him cheat meal. There we go. Never call him cheat meal. meal, the person asked that question. What? The person that asked that question, tell him not call it cheat <laughs> meal. <laughs> no, to be honest, like, literally, the idea of a cheat meal is that literally, once again, going back to the, the, the mindset of on plan, off plan, on plan, off plan. It's back and forth for myself. Like, literally, I'll give someone an analogy that 
if you're, if you're following a plan and you can't go for a meal out with your partner, what are the chances of you literally six months down the line having those habits in place? Yeah. There's, it's minimal. I agree. 100%. And stuff like literally, a big thing is over with some of my kids. They might go to literally, like they might go to a restaurant or a cafe with the kids and get like, like a scone or that from with, the, with, the, with their kids. And you're telling that person, like, you can't do that with your child. Yeah. That's it, it's putting a negative mentality straight away in that. Yeah, I think people have bad relations with yeah. food, and that's a lot down to do with it. No, obviously, then like how you approach a meal out. So, let's let someone have has like I call it the like the, the, the child of McDonald's approach. That you can you can approach a meal out in two ways. You can approach it like a child of McDonald's that wants everything on the menu, leaves McDonald's feeling half sick, mm. or you can be saying to right, I'm going to be adult about this, right? I'm going to Cock Bull, I want the burger. Right, you're going to get the burger, share the chips, don't eat dessert. Yeah, like and, and you, you went into that, you went into the restaurant, you said, I want that burger, it's nice. Mm. You didn't say, going to yourself, I want this excellent thing, and then go feel like bloated, horrible coming out of that meal. Yeah, because once again, it goes, if you kind of have that mindset of cheat meal, you're more inclined to literally go and be like a bull in a china store going all around, yeah. all out. I think there is a free for all mentality with people where because they feel they've been restrictive. They're having a day becomes an entire day. Yeah. Of, I'm going out tonight, so the whole day, now I'm just gonna. It's a yeah. write off instead of just going. I'm and I had said this to a client yesterday. Was she was on about uh, she deserves at the weekend? Yeah. And I was like, don't say you deserve. Yeah. Say you're choosing to. Yeah. And that's a big thing to get across. So like, uh, like when you're coming to having a meal that's not off your planet or not in your plan, it's still just food. Yeah. And it's 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 identified as I'm just having this food. Yeah. You know, versus cheating. In general, like for most people, a person goes for a meal over the social interaction with their friends, family, etc. Rarely a person goes for a meal over themselves. Yeah. And that's and yeah. that's just literally the the, the yeah. it goes for a social, a social interaction, like. Yeah, and I think denying someone of that is again not going to yeah. to them long term, like you know that's what we're against. All right. The final question is: What's the best alcohol to drink when trying to lose weight? But um, <laughs> well, I, I don't drink anymore. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, more likely, so, someone try. said like if someone goes, look, I'm not going to give up drinking. Do you know yeah. what? At the weekends, but I, I, I'm willing to look at it. What would you suggest to them? Right. From a calorie perspective, yeah. water. I am not watching. No vodka. Vodka and, and diet drinks for stuff. Okay. But I would all. I, I'd first of all ask the person himself what was it their the, the, the biggest thing with alcohol what what was the, what's the benefit for them mm. and what could the general benefit for them yeah. if a person's kind of masking a bigger issue i would ask them what they're masking then like instead yeah. of, can we look to address find bigger issues if someone's literally drinking a bottle of wine every week because they're highly stressed with work and they're literally getting it it's a ghetto way mm. me saying to them we're going to change that to vodka down because it's lower yeah. calories wise that's not the issue so yeah. like it's it once again you're looking at the root cause or uh, the root issue here for stuff if it's someone that literally look at us want to go for the girls they're from nice house what's the best drink right so we go for vodka yeah. in that situation so like but once again like is the alcohol masking another issue is it escapism is it escapism in, yeah. in that situation that's like. fair enough I, I think people being honest with themselves is it's very hard to do and yeah. it's like you know and especially to be honest to a coach like paul or, or one of ourselves like you know to get to that root issue because as you said it, the problem will not be resolved yeah until you get there like you know and it might be hard initially to face it but you know it's probably better than continuing yeah. the road you're going down. Like, like f f from anyone that does drink then for stuff, the reason, like, the, the, the issue really, like, 
it's it's the food around. Like, let's say like, a person goes out with the lads every 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 week and they have a couple of points for stuff. The issue really isn't that it isn't it's the amount of calories and fair enough it can be a bit high but literally on that night's house it's the food choices around that then and often why people crave salt they crave the next day and the reason why that alcohol is that it depletes um electrolytes so one of them is sodium so people often think like right why am i craving salt next day gonna get a fry up gonna get a takeaway the next day that's the issue after blowing uh, a day's worth of calories there straight away from stuff now, something simple here can be literally after coming away from these houses taking Doralite. Doralite replaces these lost electrolytes. Take keep water high, you're you're hydrated. Take Doralite the next morning again, and if often all and this is a tactic I use with all clients to be honest. Mm-hmm. With, and literally, what happens then is that cravings are gone. The morning client have the routine with food next yeah, day, and that'll really kind of help the head as well. Yeah, 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 good space and stuff like you know. Excellent. So I just want to thank Paul for coming in. If you want to just let everyone know how they can contact you if they want to get in touch. The, the probably the easiest way is um, on Instagram is Paul Sullivan underscore uh, Beats Book Nutrition. And it just pop, drop me a DM and even just like any questions you don't have and I'd be happy to go through them just individually always. Thanks for listening to our, our latest episode interview guys. Uh, and we look forward to the next one. Stay tuned. Good job. <laughs>